It's 317. The Florida Mayhem are your 2023 world champions. It's Yeske and I to usher in a new dawn. Here we are, Overwatch League. We don't know what's happening next. But what we do know is that Sombra's apparently getting a facelift. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, every we're walking into the leak apocalypse because I'm sure Albert's not the first one and I'm sure he won't be the last one. Um, and this may be the longest off season, but I think it has the potential to be the most um, exciting in some ways. What do you think? You think? Do you think this is like the start of like a leak rat race? I feel like he he squeezed a, a couple of fools <laughs> out of information that was already readily accessible. Okay, I learned I was, like one. I was thing. impressed. I was very impressed. Okay, to be fair, you're incredibly plugged in. Like you have I to think, think from like, like a, a lay perspective. I think if someone was look here, pay me seven hundred bucks, and I probably find you a public reference to every single one of those quotes. Like. <laughs> no. at least at least half yeah yeah no he juiced you guys that's but fair, fair play i think he also knew where to draw the line because mm-hmm. you know being juiced up a little bit yourself you definitely see where some punches are pulled which is oh, fair yeah. which you should which by the way like the just the optics of selling leaks for subs <laughs> is like if you're not doing it tongue-in-cheek <laughs> way like it's a little weird right like um Hey, I'm I'm down for the entrepreneurial spirit, especially in the, in this economy, in this esport. Come on, we got to do what we got to do. They're profitable, okay? You can't <laughs> Who's they? What do you mean? No, that's it, it. Was it was hilarious? It was fun to think about all the the trips down memory lane. Let me right. hit you with one that I wasn't. I'm still not sure on, and we had conflicting reports in the chat. So, what do you have any recollection of a match or Dallas in season one being delayed or pushed to to field a different starting roster because Taimu had to take a fat dump? No, the story is mistold. The reason okay, why the, the reason why time like Siegel ended up tanking uh-huh. was because um, like Taimu in the warm up had something going on, uh, and then okay. they were like, "Oh, Siegel is actually not bad on Diva." And then, that- uh, okay. I think Siegel like corrected that in the chat, but the way that he made it sound, it like I wasn't sure if to believe him or not. It sounded like he was just like telling Tasmo he's a liar. No, Tasmo, like the way he said it, sounded like Taimu was on stage, like having the runnings, mm-hmm. and yes, he like Siegel's just like I'm Superman. I'm coming in in a live hot match while <laughs> my teammate is dropping a hot dookie. Like that wasn't the case, right? Like it was a little bit more delayed and a bit little bit more intentional to bring sequel in than it was mm. communicated i think like tasman was probably not disagree with how siegel was eventually put on tank that it was right. more a so- circumstantial thing but uh, as albert also said yes this shit happens this man put checkmate on tank okay like he, he knows how the how the cookie crumbles sometimes Sometimes you just got to do things. I think the only tank player that has ever unironically had a, a minus in performance or a dip in performance due to actually having to take a shit was Kaiser in Apex Season 1, no? Yes, because of grapes. grapes. Yes. Too many cold okay. grapes, I think, was the problem. Cold grapes? Who eats warm grapes? As in, like, frozen grapes, I think, was oh, the problem. okay. Huh. I did not know that. That is, that is but maybe, maybe that's just, like, my mind adding something extra. But, huh. like, just, would you really 
have a problem with eating too many grapes? I think I could eat near infinite. I think they're like a natural diuretic. I think really they do. Yeah, I think they do keep you regular. Yeah, no. Maybe it's like stomach just doesn't handle grapes. I don't know. Mm. Question for Kaiser. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, why not? Do you not reach out and ask about Kaiser's bowel movements, Joe? Do some investigative journalism for once. My God. You know, I, I won't lie. There has been an itch after, like, um, it kind of spurred up last night. Yeah, I know. Itch, Where's this going? I get it. You know, Where's who this knows? Um, looking at the history of, like, competitive Overwatch and their fines. Because mm. I feel like there's a lot of lore there that a lot of new kids don't remember or, like, never got clued in on. Yeah, I'm trying really desperately to get people to juice, but like for some reason they don't want to smoke. I don't know. No? Yeah. They're not trying to smoke on that juice pack? I don't know why they won't. But yeah, <laughs> like there were some, like of course, <laughs> like this coming. is baby's first first esports, yes. right? But way back in the yep. day. And like the rules were just not set. Um, mm-hmm. You also have to say that the way coaching staffs worked in the early days was actually pretty advanced in comparison to other esports. Like we had ridiculously large coaching staffs also because we had such large rosters. And um, like sometimes teams would have four coaching staffs and whatnot. And like you, you, the rules were really invented on the fly on how something Mm -hmm. works. Like nobody before the Overwatch League was really tried and tested. Like people flew in and out of teams super quickly. So... um, yeah, there was definitely some stuff where you're just like, yeah, you haven't even you. I would not let you coach my three year old football uh, team, right? Like of three. No, of course not. It's just crazy. Yeah, this this is my prediction. Okay, since since I fucking, I I feel like I aced playoffs a little bit, or I feel like I was the closest to acing it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the chat with a couple predictions. Okay, mm-hmm. one or especially talent begin to juice. It won't be like personal, like vendetta building juice, but I think like more people with Albert streaming this, and I think Plat Chat, I think they could probably like share some stories, at least some fun stories. I feel like the juice off season, especially in the midst of like the the great uh, scrim leak mm. at the start of the season, I feel like people are opening up a little bit more to it. Um, it felt like Gravy and Apply were both popping off in chat a little bit. I feel like there's like some hidden gems in there. I think they shared a couple anecdotes with some former, some former staff members and uh, what what they had said to them. So if you're so inclined, I know all these. Uh, I think a, a lot of these like synopses of Albert Stream are passing around, but I feel like people really needed to dig through that chat because I feel like there's a couple players in there that were saying some some hot some hotness. It's, it, it feel like really. Most of the juice that will be shared is stuff that has already been spelled out and has been forgotten. Because on this yeah, very show, yeah. Joe, how is Shouldergate such an enigma? Like, it's all out there. We know everything. We know absolutely, like, it, we could li- literally make a legal case, okay? We could <laughs> write scientific papers. We have so much evidence at this point. Like, we do have a lot of evidence, but I feel like people want like the actual story. And that okay, here I'm gonna I'm gonna you know step back for a second. What was frustrating about that entire thing was just like the the silliness of the chatters who would just feed subs to Albert, who obvious like knowingly is like the VP of esports for Misfits and like the GM for the Mayhem, and they're like, so what happened with the spark? And he's like, I don't know. Like, yeah. what do you 
what do you want me to do with that? Like, I he's mm-hmm. he knows his team and like a little bit more outside yeah, of that. Like, he's I, heard things. As, like, as if, what do you want him to do? As if they just like threw three bucks into the Oracle of Delphi. <laughs> like, please tell me the truth on everything. Like, what? But that, but that's what I think. Like, people unironically want. And I think that he probably has like a better idea than most as to like what happened with like all these like little like drama tidbits. But like he's he's smart enough not to just Joel. tell you what you a already know and be like, yeah, you know what what is he really going to add to like the public discourse? Like we already know what happened with Sh- Shoulder Gate for the most part. Yeah, there's really not too much to add unless you go to those people and they share their side of the story. But which, they, again, they already did. We'll they already did, Joe. We already had to pay on this show saying they pulled security footage and everything. It was all rules above board. Oh, all see, of this I, is I'm out. Not gonna lie, I don't remember that. Okay, yeah. Well, right. Like I, yeah. Maybe that's me. Guilty as charged, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have ex- encyclopedic knowledge of drama. Okay. I, I feel like the- we need a lore episode. I feel like we need to resurrect Blue, and and they need to do like a fucking trivia show of of mm. lore in the Overwatch system. Mm. Yeah. Past, present. Yeah. within the the league and outside of it yeah. so many so many good little tidbits i do you remember you know what's hilarious is i showed kenobi the overwatch open beef between huck and zp not too long ago and he was like bro i had no idea this happened i thought it was hilarious yeah do you remember that yeah yeah yeah. good times good the, times. the 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 th- one thing like i only heard that albert was doing this like after it was already finished yeah you're part of asleep. me part of me thought like what if you make a burner and just like ask all the actual juicy questions and make yep. it really yep. un- like yep. a- yep. I drop a cool 13 bucks on like <laughs> you know all the questions that nobody ever spelled out and now now you gotta mm-hmm. really go into <laughs> you you would have never seen a man say I don't know anything about this while knowing about this <laughs> like mm-hmm. right like there's just also some stuff you should just not talk about Right. Like, yes, this and he did. Place. There was right. A lot of people wanted him to yeah, talk you, about. You really pulled the, the line, found the line. Yes. Yeah. And that's what that's what raises my eyebrow, especially with that Avast stuff. That Avast like teased like some crazy nuclear, you know, Oppenheimer juice. Mm. And somebody asked Albert about it, and he's like, you know, he 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 kind of he skirted around it. it was like it's really personal. Like that's some like heavy stuff. Like. I'm not going to be the one to talk about it first, but if somebody else talks about it, then I'll talk about it. Mm. So that that clues me in to like the ether of like I think people are getting ready to like want to like share stories, and that I think inherently starts to piece together some of the pictures for people. And I think this is coming. The one person who I unironically hopes shares, and this isn't like any pressure, but I think they just have a lot of stories. I want Custa to start talking. Mm. I think Custa has seen some shit. He's been a part of some, some shit. Mm. And he's got he's got books to, to fucking rant about. Yeah. If there's one person that I, I, I want to pass the torch to, I feel like that would be that would be a fun that'd be a fun campfire listening session of what Custa got up to. Like in in one in one way I think like for what? Why would why do we need this? But maybe it's fine to we establish don't. that as like a a tone as to go forward yeah. and be more open, open about that stories. stuff. We need lore. 
Yeah, and be a little bit more upfront with certain Jews mm-hmm. and like because uh, I re- recently read an article, mm-hmm. and I think that really rings true in Overwatch League as well, where it was like Sham and Vaj are the only rivalry left in American sports or something, and it's like you know the the reporters that get the the leaks. Basically, right? Oh, okay, sure. And yeah, everyone else trying. is just like friends, and it's like yeah. all good. Nah, throw some shit. That's that's mm-hmm. what it's about, right? Like yeah. some blood feuds. I, I feel like that's that's like what made like the Jordan era really exciting, the Kobe mm-hmm. era really exciting. Like, um. So, to be fair, like I think during the, uh, during the first two seasons, it's really hard because you're in one location anyway. Yeah, and then like. You, you you also like there's just no reason to really start anything where yeah there's no not not really any reason in Overwatch League to be adversarial but maybe like just like make some shit up I don't know like I, I feel like the fans are already that, that's my problem a little bit it's like <laughs> okay there was there was like a discussion on fans feeling entitled to shit on Donghak because ATL has nothing, no one but him, themselves to blame, and it's tip t- totally fine. Like the sports model is to just talk some shit, and if if one player t- plays shit, then you ought to just like go in on them. I mean, I I'm down for that, but like let's embody that you know in a healthy aspect, like elsewhere as well, where it's like you know it's okay to like tell somebody that they perform poorly. And like, I would be of that ilk. I didn't think Donghak performed very well. And no, that's, that's fine. But like to bring the vitriol into it that you might, in my opinion, erroneously feel about the uh, Atlanta Mm -hmm. rain, because were they really the bad boys? Is some weak shit. Like if that was, if those are the bad boys, fucking hell. Right. Like that. Like this is not the season to paint Atlanta as like the bad boys, like per, like again, I feel like you were very like public about this. I feel like other people have talked about this in the past. Like Atlanta in seasons past, like trolled scrims like crazy. Yeah, but it, like even known. That, yeah, I but just like public and everyone does, and it's like not not that yeah. extraordinary. And like to go in on no. the seventeen year olds that like already like, especially like doing that after the speech he gave for rookie. <laughs> Brah. And then like, yeah, well, it's is this supposed to be sport? No, it's not sports. This is esports. None of your moral intuitions work sure. here. You don't have someone that can dry their tears off with 21 million a, a year, right? True. Or something. Yeah, you don't have yeah. anyone that has gone through an academy system and have, has extensive media prepping, mm-hmm. has gone through like interviews a million times before standing on stage. You do not have anyone that like is in the position of playing like such a huge match at seventeen when in most sports you peak at what twenty five or something where yeah. you have gone through years of um preparation like the, the, it's nothing alike my friends like esports is you are also way closer to the players one mm. dm away like <laughs> the 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 distance is just completely different, therefore your moral intuitions have to align to that right like it you yeah. ca- cannot move the same way and if you want to be able to like just like pub shit talk and like to a degree like talking some shit on reddit and like in, in a in a joking manner or even in a slightly serious manner is fine in to some mm-hmm. degree right but like 
the 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 thing that also esports affords you is that the complexities are less so intransparent. You pretty much know who's responsible in teams if something sh- fucks up, right? Like there's yeah. also only so many it's- players. Like, why would you go in on Donghack? Why would you not go yeah. in on like anyone else, right? Like, um, for for the the unalignment or whatnot, whatever. Like, I think that's also a little bit of a disconnect on how Overwatch at the pro play level actually works in terms of like flaming the tank. Like, it's very of, often the case that it's a team failure, right? So, yeah, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I don't generally disagree that like <clears throat> shitting on someone for playing badly is, um, is a problem. I think it's more like if it gets, if it feels too personal. And then, yeah. like, just employing the moral intuitions and saying, like, oh, but ATL, like, this kid has nothing to do with ATL other than having yeah. signed the contract yeah. there, right? Like, the, the, this, I think that says more about you and your your dislike of ATL than it does anything else. Yeah, I don't know. But that, that was really weird. Is, and once again, like, th- this, we, we have attracted a sports audience by uh, mm-hmm. catering the location. Personally... I know I'm not going to be like because like most of you listening to this will probably hate me for this shit, but <laughs> I, I like if if Overwatch League actually falls and we get a new system, I hope you are all gone. I don't care for your ilk whatsoever. You bring shit values. Like your discourse is whack as fuck. Like Base. bring actual esports fans into this that understand like what values to champion. That it is about players, not about teams. That it is about. Uh, like endemic um, people working towards the industry, not like being sure. shut out into some random space on the planet. That's yeah. esports, and it has been esports. And like, if this is uh, Johnny's first esports, you gotta learn on the next round. Yep, true. It's time. It's time to learn. It's also time for us to learn about a whole bunch of new shit again somber's getting a facelift we got to talk about that we're gonna go over the playoffs we also are gonna unveil a new segment that we're calling hills to die on what that means we'll we'll have to see but we can't get new segments we can't get new content without you lovely people so 317 is brought to you by battle crab refund being bronze by buhau picasso lotion pork chef sammy rex saying volume on sugar hydra youtube members blave Bliss, IMDRW, Brother Adam L, ISM Jello, Fire Element 6, and AK. Playoffs. They're done and dusted. Mayhem. Lost two maps, right? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of nuts to think about. Yeah. To frame it that way as well, right? Yeah. They actually they lost. lost two maps. It was not close. No. It, like the Boston series felt a bit closer than just 3 1. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, yeah, I, I kind of felt in the beginning that, that Boston was probably going to be the last remaining team once it got to the final mm-hmm. four that had any chance staying against them. I, I think, like, Spark... Saying Spark is cope. I'm pretty sure they get rolled. Yeah, no. Like, the, the what folks don't understand is how weak uh, Dive actually was this patch. And the other teams just like handshaking on dive just because they themselves are more comfortable on this is a major mistake. Yeah. Like you just should just opt into the um uncomfortability and then just slap them on Ryan. I promise they're worse. Mm-hmm. Right. So um 
But yeah, maybe maybe there was also a little bit of an issue of not getting to practice against quality Ryans because they were in upper bracket. That's also a fair Definitely. assumption yeah. to say. And that, that was probably much easier for um, other teams that came from the lower bracket to actualize that. So mm-hmm. maybe that maybe that's it's a little unfair to um, assume that of others. But yeah, I felt like there was a little bit of hubris in play there to just handshake on dive, especially if you start losing. I assume you prepped other compositions for mayhem anyway. Just bring those out. Yes, you're revealing some shit, but it's like you you gotta yeah, get you to can't. mayhem first, right? Yeah. Like you can't I, just hold the ace in your sleeve and just hope you get there. You can't look forward in the bracket until you get there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean. But yeah, dominant, dominant playoff performance. I agree that the bracket probably worked in favor. I still don't believe there's a double or single elimination that makes it meaningfully more competitive. I think Mayhem was just like clearly the best team. Probably, Mm -hmm. probably as much distance as Shanghai had, to be honest. Oh, um. Because Dallas at least was still somewhat close. I I think yeah, no, only that was... realistically like Boston and ATL in the direct matchup at any chance. Everyone yeah. else was just going to get rolled. And even time. then, it was just like going to be close. Like I don't see a world where any of these teams unironically beat Florida, unless no. you're getting like prime Atlanta. And it like even then, I don't know what that even looks like. Yeah. No, these kids rolled in. Like I I said it on. Okay, so. The truth be told, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I went to press conferences every. Yeah, yeah. For, I think I missed one with Boston, which I very much regret because I feel like the Boston story is once again way undertold, and we we got to figure something out there as well because I feel feel like we're underserving them this year. But um, the first day they had. Someone and Checkmate. Okay. And Checkmate is is like, dude, that guy is not my favorite player. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Okay. It's like, A, I feel like he's the glue player for this team. Okay. Like, see that? And it's it's a really strange definition of that type of player so yes someone is the team captain that keeps it all together that keeps the energy high but you have to have someone or a person on the team that both has an insane drive but also is willing to be extremely selfless right and when i asked checkmate if he was okay with being substituted by who are you in that case, I felt like he meant it when he said it didn't matter to him. He really only cared mm-hmm. about winning. So that was dope. And the line that he delivered, and I'm sure Swing Chip also had an excellent, like I'm not sure how how eloquent that singular line is without swing chip also finagling something here and there i'm not sure like who framed the line to be as dope as it was but like the the post-match um press conferences where Uh, yeah right where he said um we we are here always ready to play more games right yeah 
or we will be here, always ready to play more games. Dude, in that, reference to like the future of Overwatch yes. and like whatever comes next. But that shit is so dope. And yeah. then um, the the line that followed it was, "We're just waiting for you guys to call." Dude, that shit hit me right, right in the fields. <laughs> like I, I was, like I had, um, I had more questions after. I was just like, okay, they they they're not getting there. Rather open the floor for others, and I I felt like I was already a little bold with with a question I asked there, so I let it pass. But yeah, who that I was, I got my money's worth with that quote yeah. for sure. Um, so like checkmates. I I knew that guy is a champion, um, and then someone also like ch- someone had a confidence that was comfortable. It was I got a little bit concerned for Chorong because Chorong has like the way this kid was talking reckless the entire weekend. Okay, <laughs> like I swear this like if someone told me yeah, and Chorong retired in twenty twenty eight. And now he is a base jumper for Red Bull. Yes. Like, he's just okay. a dopamine junkie, right? Like, sure. or an adrenaline junk- junkie. He was like, ah, you know, while I was playing the final, I actually was a little disappointed that, was, that it wasn't as easy as it was. I would have liked to have more of the thrill and, like, them push more against us and take some maps mm-hmm. off us. I'm like, okay, dude. you just Real shown in <laughs> energy out here. Like, ah, oh, it wasn't even a good fight. Come on. Yeah. Give like, me something. So, um... When on day two or three, when I had an interview with Chorong, mm-hmm. I asked, like, is there, is there fear of you guys becoming a little too excited or cocky? And my guy went, excited and cocky, you say? Well, that might be true, but we will win it anyway. True, based. <laughs> and that was, I'm going to take it. That was based, but that was the little doubt I had where I was like, ooh, okay. ho- hopefully that doesn't affect the team and they actually get too cocky here, right? Sure. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of like how someone carried himself, how Checkmate carried himself, even though like this guy is just quiet and a little shy, I think. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like all this kid wants is to be the best in the world and win trophies. Yep. And um, yeah, su- super nice. Uh, play it like it's exactly like the type of values I would like to see in the players that I uh, follow and then I think I think this that that kind of concept of like being very selfless kind of bleeds elsewhere where it's like you look at someone like it you know there is no like comfort picks for him like he's he is that flexible player he's gonna grind out whatever you need him to and he you know I feel like that's kind of been very apparent through his career in these last two years Mm -hmm. another one not to completely circle back to like Albert's like juice stream um but when it comes to someone's MVP kind of like rally that the Mayhem and their socials did, apparently they went to Merit and were like, look, we yeah, know man. that you're in the running yeah. for MVP, but like, do we have your express permission yeah. to like push someone? And Merit's like, go for it. Like, yeah. that, that's okay. Like, that to me, it, this, this is a team effort. Everybody in this team is selfless. Like, they, they, they truly embody and believe doing whatever needs to be done to get the ring. You know what I mean? Like, they're shooting for that title and it, you know, it paid off. Yeah. And I think, that is something that I should also highlight because Merritt did care. Okay. Yeah. It's not that he did not care about uh, like the awards. He was part of the Chorong interview. He was much more humble. Mm-hmm. And he said like he didn't get the Rollstar, of 
course, because like, yeah. or was I mean, of course, it's like harsh, but uh, I think like Stalker yeah. and Lib, just in the in the time period when the votes had to be cast, I think it's yes. very fair to give it to Stalker and Lib. Um, and he felt he said like, I'm sad that I didn't get it because I keep feeling if I had played a little bit better and pushed a little bit yeah. more, I could have gotten it. And for him to then get finals MVP, which by the way was perfect, absolutely yeah. deserved, I honestly, yep. I would, I would have to give it a, a think again. Um, Albert said on the stream that he felt this was oh, the most the decisive, the clearest, clearest yeah. finals MVP. I'm not sure. Uh, it w- definitely wasn't uh, Edison last year. Um, uh-huh. It in season four, who was M- finals MVP? Was it? Um, I can look. Hold on. Obviously, like I think everybody in the was chat, especially, was pointing at um, Prophet in season one being like Finals MVP. Like that one felt pretty clear. Right? Yes, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one That's was a fair a one. That's a clear fair. cut one. Yeah, but yeah, like he was just like playing lights out, and I honestly, that's a player that I underestimated. I think uh, throughout yeah. the season. Grand Finals MVP in season four was Lip. In season three, it was not Violet. I remember that. It was Stryker. Mm. Season two? Season two, I believe. Sinatra, right? It was Choi. Choi. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. It was. Uh, and by the way, that was also really deserved. That was a good one. This dude. Because I think he kind of came back from being like an ass Sigma to like genuinely being like easily top four. Mm. Like that event. Yeah, my like, guy was really, really, really great. strong. Like the the that was. I feel like that's also one of those moments where like you can see somebody's growth from like kind of being uncomfortable on it or like not in sync with this team to being like incredibly rigid and like just in flow state in that event. But tangent yeah. aside, see, season two playoffs. Point. By the way, there's Oppenheimer juice there. Okay, if we're talking about Oppenheimer <laughs> juice, that's where you look. Okay, um, true, but- bro. Can I a minor story? I remember being at that event and literally everybody that I would trust to know anything, they were like, "Bro, shock's gonna four zero." I'm like, "What? Really?" <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, no, dude, this is not like it's it's their time." Like, it all felt too fucking phony and flimsy. I'm like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" Like, Titans are unironically really good. Like, yeah, they went like close first New York, but like New York were also really good too. Yeah, I I was just so flabbergasted that I constantly heard that this was gonna be a four zero sweep everywhere mm. um and yeah that's and keep in mind yeah like I, I say this and i realize that this is like really drama baiting but if there was anything to report for me as mm-hmm. a journalist i would have done so right like it's yes. just like nothing, not the type nothing of story reportable, but yeah. like it's a story yeah yeah it's a story, it's, a story. it's not like anything there's you think no Harsh would talk about it i feel like he would talk about it <sighs> i don't know i feel like he has hasn't he maybe maybe yeah. maybe I feel like Harsha is juiced and like nobody's heard about it. That could be true. Yeah. I, I feel like it. that's that's in the ether that people just need to look up. So if you're if you're fiending for more juice after after Albert's stream and you can like tolerate some uh some stuff, uh I would look up some Harsha content and uh just kind of skip skim skim through and see what you find cuz there's some there's some shit there for sure. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, I think like another great example of like mayhem just being selfless like again, like taking pay cuts. Like to be able to sign somebody like Chorong, to be able to like maybe even think about getting somebody like Shy. Like these were all things that were on the table for this team, and they like, you know, we had Albert on the show uh, in the preseason. Like they wanted this year to be their power spike year. To hear that they've also, I I think the quote was that this was the lowest budget year, like the least amount of money that he was ever given. 
and they spike this hard like okay th- that's like also crazy yes that's true but okay it's also like to have decreased budget is just in line with everyone else right like sure, realistically that's fair. that's fair like if you're giving less money but the market is also is, shrinking then your money fair. like the, what's your purchasing power basically mm-hmm. and yes some teams didn't downsize it to the same degree and there were definitely teams that really juice still, still this year right so uh, like I think Gamba mentioned to me, like seventh or eighth in NA in terms of spending, um, and then yeah. winning the season is crazy, right? Like that's yeah, that's that's and like not the- not just like squeaking by, like convincingly winning the season. Like if we're if we're yeah. gonna talk about like Shanghai levels of convincing, like yeah, it was it was pretty like decisive. Yeah, there wasn't really anybody that looked like maybe Boston to a degree, but even then, like they had their like Arisa Genji stuff, and that was about it. Mayhem just felt like they they aced this patch. Like they were so comfortable. Anything you could throw at them, they just had an answer. Yeah, and like I I don't want to get on my hill again, but like yeah, I I wasn't. I think in the way that it concluded, I felt mm-hmm. okay because Mayhem okay. was legitimately the second best team, yeah. and I think there was legit justification. There's two regrets. Okay, the first one yeah. is that we never got the closure on the Florida against ATL arc. That we yes. kind of were set yeah. up for the entire season. We never got to see that Apex. See that. Yeah. Because, why? Well, from the outside, you have to say, because a patch ruined the run that ATL had. You could say to a degree, well, wait, Yiska, they started crumbling because, like, already before the patch. Uh, I think, like, there were already some patches on the way that inc- yes. decreased the uh, efficacy. I think they're already the starting to fall off in the regular season. So, while your argument might well be, well, you got to do it in more, uh, in more meta states. Well, yeah. then let's just crumble it all the time, right? Let's just play <laughs> sure. Apple crumble the entire season. Figure out who's the best team at figuring out these metas, which is definitely yeah. mayhem this year. Okay. Yeah, easily. They they just like their understanding of several meta archetypes is so advanced, right? Mm-hmm. So in that way, if if you think. Like trying to figure out a patch in ten days and being able to f- thrive in the volatility that is not knowing what the actual best meta comp is, at least for the relative skill level. Because once again, keep mm-hmm. in mind the ability that the players play, the social uh, construct around meta. That's all, and the balance state is all components of how meta works, right? Yep. But. I just feel we need a consistent, and whatever comes after this, we need a consistent rule set that facilitates competition that keeps it relatively consistent in what we are asking of teams throughout the entire competitive duration. I don't know if we're going to have a season. Uh, To be fair, we don't even know if Overwatch is really Yeah, is it a season? Is it a circuit? We don't know. Yeah, I mean, or if, if we're moving away from anything at all, right? But... Sure. The um, like, I I think like Hero Pool is a bad execution on an idea that is not technically erroneous, which is if we're going to toss in the playoff patch anyway sure. and sh- crumble it all up, right? And okay, we're going to saying, get yeah. balance patches of which we cannot decide if it's heavy hand or know in advance whether or not it will yeah. be heavy handed or not. And keep in mind the balance cycle as they're moving right now is you have one balance patch coming in every season of Overwatch. Not right. Overwatch League, Overwatch season, right? 
mm-hmm. um, and then you have one in the middle, like the two point five patch, right? Right. Yeah. And that, how long is the season? Like eight weeks. So every four weeks you get a crumble, right? To sure. varying degree. Well, is it three months? And then every one, every six weeks, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. To varying degrees, this will change the matter. But that's not satisfying, right? Like to be at the whims of how heavily the game needs to be changed in order to be fun for the wider sure. audience. We're never going to be um, priority for balance changes, right? So we need to employ systems that keep a consistent demand on the professional players that are playing this. Mm-hmm. And if you want to experience this meta volatility, I, I, and I also feel like Here's the curve, okay? You start out, and if everyone at the same time gets the patch and starts crumbling, then someone will figure something out. Someone will assume that's the meta comp. Sometimes that will remain. Sometimes mm-hmm. someone will throw something else in, and that whatever that answer is, is then also up to scrutiny. And sometimes that discovery process will take place during the competition, okay? Mm-hmm. So, the like the relative skill level there is so different from how do I squeeze two or three percent more out of Winston Sombra dive? Okay, right. it's yeah. a, an entirely different skill set, and it's also an entirely different way to get lucky. If yeah. we're being frank, if you decide for yourself that being able to thrive in most meta compositions. And oh, so, sorry, I wanted to finish my thought. So I think the the first the first how metas usually develop is like someone figures something out, throws it at the wall, either it sticks or it doesn't. There's right. a p- period of volatility where a lot works. Then one team gets dominant. Everyone assumes that's the comp. There will be yeah. some outliers that will uh, like go their own way, like a London, whatever. But the big teams will just opt into the, to that meta interpretation. Will copy because. If you're getting your face punched in every, like you might as well try, right? Mm-hmm. So, at least for the top three, top five, top whatever teams, right? And then, yep. eventually, if you leave the meta alone long enough, someone will find out a solution because they're Somebody fed up it, yeah. being beaten by the best team. We saw that yep. in goats, right? Yep. yep. Yes, that were balance pages that were attacked by goats, but we eventually got the triple DPS. And whether or not Goats would have made a comeback or not, well, that's the jury out on that. We will never find out. But the basic point being, meta stability will inevitably fluctuate at some point anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something that you desire, so you let it run. Right. But the, realistically, what is happening is, is that balance patches are going to come in, a crumble will happen, Sometimes it will happen more than others. You don't want this leave, to leave this up to organic means. You want to have a system like Hero Picks or Hero Bands Hero, yeah. to scramble up the competitive meta in, in a way where the discovery period that I talked initially about, where a lot goes, yeah. is extended un- until... Like maybe very late into the patch where like we get a better understanding. I think like... If you run this current playoff patch for six more weeks, it's very obvious that we're going to settle on one composition or two compositions, or rather, at least one composition on each map. 
that will be mm-hmm. deemed ideal, right? And that might mean like I don't know, uh, Ryan comps on on um, Gibraltar. No, like it, you know, like the the uh, cough maps or whatever on control. Sure, yeah, yeah. Right, like it might be something like this, right? Sure. And it, then it will sort of crystallize. But you really want to have like a an an anything. If you want an anything goes meta, that it's uh-huh. so hard to hit this by balance means, right? Yeah, to so have a perfectly we, we balanced meta. Like, yeah, you just want to elongate the discovery period and how do you do that? You add complexity and volatility into the system that resets that discovery period to a prior level every X, right? Sure. Now, keep in mind that prescription is contingent on the type of competitive system that we have now. The way it might behave if we just have tournaments and we only meet every three weeks to yeah, bash its other sets in. What that might do to the scrim culture, what it might do to the you know information leak culture. Maybe people will be more protective of the information of the compositions that they play and will have more internal um, scrims, or rather, will make pacts with certain teams to keep absolutely hum about the matter. Yeah. We don't know how the social component will will work there, right? But like. Yeah. De facto, what we have is perfect knowledge, basically, of everyone at all times, because like everything is getting shared around through players, yep. through coaches, or whatever. Anyway, right? Yep. So we're playing with wall hack at all times on anyway. Um, you know, like in terms of compositional wall. Yeah, hack. in terms of like information. So, like, maybe that that social component would change. We don't know. We would have to adjust to the new For sure, yeah, competitive environment. But yeah, like if just deploy strategies in order to have a coherent mm-hmm. skill set throughout the entire duration of the competitive format. And once again, if folks come up and say, well, uh, leak playoff patch as well, A, yeah, that's trash. B, yeah, it doesn't mean that's right. B, it's also like usually the meta compositions are not as wildly different. Um, as you know like other um sorry eric brought up <laughs> i i just i just got uh stunned locked on 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 um on the thingy that eric brought up on the stream um uh, yeah it's not as wildly different to play sometimes it is yes. and then it's trash i'm sorry like if you're if the lck champion comes in rolls all season there's a playoff patch and suddenly they're just like average that's not satisfying mm-hmm. that's shit yeah. that's garbage yeah. i would not defend that either yeah so it that's i feel like that's a pretty consistent argument that you've had throughout the years um going through the manufactured volatility of hero pools um in the COVID era um uh, going back to uh season one season two with uh you know the, the the playoff patches really significantly you know altering the course of history um we have to be consistent and i think the, the, the big word here is coherent um when we develop the league or whatever comes next on like what we're testing for are we testing for the best team in the world then we have to kind of be a little bit slower at adapting and implementing these patches and if that means that the competitive or, or the 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 highest level of competition is not in lockstep with the casual audience, then that's just something we're going to have to be okay with. Or 
Is it that we're trying to test for the best Overwatch team, the most creative, the most adaptive, the most, you know, a, a, the, the best ability to read the metas on the fly? Then we, like you said, maybe introducing something like a hero pools or introducing more fundamental systems for the tournament structures, whether that be hero bands, increasing map bands, whatever that might look like. Um, that kind of facilitates that kind of uh, reward incentive structure, right? Like it's it's about finding what we want to be as an esports product and kind of going at that and leaning into it rather than just going, oh, well, Blizzard has a patch and I guess we have to play it. It's like, well, no, we don't have to, especially these days. Like, who knows what happens next? We might not have to do fucking anything. So it's up to who, you know, it's up to the powers that be moving forward on like what the rule sets are going to be. Yeah. And the, the cool now's thing now's is... an opportunity to change if we want. Ideally, once again, like I think, like yeah. if we had competing products that could figure out what the best, sure, what Overwatch wants to be, how it wants to be observed, how it wants to be played, how it wants to be admired, right? Mm-hmm. Then we could figure that out and just have that be determined empirically by who watches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like you could have tournaments where. Like there's just a competitive format with hero pools, and you just play an entire circuit for I don't know plus pro series or whatever, right? Maybe it doesn't even have to sure. be that big slip, right? But like smaller, yeah. smaller events that go through an extended period of time, not just like a one-off event where realistically nobody reaches its sophistication in order to really say what it would look like in the end game, right? Of that mm-hmm. particular rule set being thought through or played through. So, um. Yeah, the, our our discovery period was just cut short due to our Overwatch yeah. league. We would have coming in and big dicking, and not that that the quality of our discovery period was already hampered by Blizzard being really helicopter parents for for what yes. I perceived it to be and what I understood the professionals working these, especially third party, to have been the case. Right, like I yeah. like there there are various things where they were like really adamant about how to broadcast the game, how to play the game, what the rule sets would be. Yep. That were just like predetermined by Blizzard, by Team Four. And um it's I understand that there was a lot of capital of course and a lot of pressure on this working out and them sure. trying to to um prime the experience correctly. But you have to say like that also Caught up, like you, you got to make mistakes in order to see what works. And we were yeah. like not allowed to make mistakes. And then, mm-hmm. like we were, like, yeah, it, it was helicopter parenting to 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 a T. Yep, a hundred percent. A lot of people don't. I, a lot of people don't want to remember, but also remember that like the reason why Apex was so beloved is because that's all we had. We had like a takeover event like every six months, and then we had Apex. That was it. Like there was no tournaments in the West. And to be fair, like a lot of, I think like it's fair to say that yeah, there was also lack of everything else. But it's it's also they brought so much experience from. They did. There was. It is a lot of, of column other, column B, but of other esports, what worked there, they understood how to storytell, right? Like that's a 100%. universal transferable skill. Yes. But yeah, I agree. Like a the competitive format. I don't think that's worth like it's the worst part about Apex. Copying, pasting that yeah. is it doesn't make sense, right? Like, I'm looking at yeah, like the like, Miller just I, I that is the most meme worthy shit that Sean Miller was like, oh yeah, you guys like Apex, right? You guys have phones. It's like come on, it's like I really like kebab. Mm. So you want food that's wrapped in aluminium foil, right? Like it's like <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Like that's not the what makes the kebab special, you know. So, oh man, 
one one point that I do want to kind of bring up because this is you know a weird even kind of personal anecdote like when you're trying to compete in like performing music um when it comes to like even you know for kids that grew up in like the American education system and like went through band there were competitions to go to and there were different ways to like judge your your performance whether or not it was a piece that you studied and played the entire year and you were you became an expert at playing that one piece or you went into call, what was called sight reading where they gave you a piece that you had no idea what was there right. for but you had a limited amount of time to kind of study it and play it to the judges Ooh, Alexis. And, you know what i mean like so there is there's realms at which we can kind of explore where it's like okay well do we want to like deviate do we want to split and fork off what competitive overwatch is do we want to have like meta competitions on like you know going into this tournament like here's the the rule set that we're going to play with here's the the hero bands here's like the the balance changes that the the devs or the the tournament organizers are going to run um or do we want to just do like a complete you know this is the patch we're going to play for the year and that's all we're going to do like i i feel like either one can be successful but we just have to kind of pull the trigger and do something a little different and I like you know me, Joe. I'm I'm a purist of zero change. Let let the yeah let the kids figure it out. But it's not sustainable in the model that nope. we of the game that we have. So we cannot have that thing. So yep. I'm like, I've been sincerely convinced that the stability argument a it doesn't seem to vibe with the audience, and I'm fine to bow sure. for that. Yeah. Um. I certainly also learned to appreciate the ability of teams to improvise. And I think it was really impressive what Mayhem was able to do throughout these playoffs with multiple compositions mm -hmm. being played and to a really high level without really relying on a super deep roster. Yeah. Um, and if that was to be the skill set looking forward, like, I wouldn't be sad at all. Right? Yeah, I know. Like this, I think that's what Overwatch is. The o Overwatch as a game has always been about, and we've talked about this a number of times. I've tweeted this. You've tweeted this. So many people have talked about this. Like Overwatch is a game about flexibility, and like I don't know that we've ever done a good job at rewarding that because it is just kind of at the whims of like when the developers want to like give us novel content, and not when we choose to kind of create novel content on our own. Now, what I'm not saying is that I think we should manufacture randomized bullshit. What I do think is that you can kind of come together and I, however you want to decide, I don't think random is a good way to decide whether it's like you can decide what the, 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 the balance format looks like in the next tournament. And then you play that and you can kind of decide who is the best, you know, overwatch team, much like the mayhem kind of did all season. Um, and I'd argue probably one of the best overwatch teams to ever play the game. The amount yes. of times that they would like bop around they looked inscrutable when it came to like strategy at the moment no, nothing anybody threw at them really looked like it was really giving them a lot of trouble um even if houston like you can go and review that that final houston had a few leads mayhem just kind of like found a way to bring it back whether there's from you know a, a great macro perceptor presentation from like someone or merit just like hitting shots to win fights before they start right like it was Top to bottom, a great performance. And I would say one of the better performances that we've seen in a long time, if ever, um, at just being a good Overwatch team, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like I feel like their their Overwatch IQ is super high on everyone on oh, the yeah. roster, which yep. is I honestly like really 
discounted some of those players on their ability to do that. And I think the where I'm most guilty of, of underrating on their in-game IQ was Merit. I th- I thought sure. this guy was like Just a fucking aim aim monkey aim bot, yeah. And, and yeah. he isn't, right? Like he's actually no. like a really elite head scan player that yeah. uh, absolutely understands how this game is supposed to be played and should be held in ST regard, right? Like, yep. So 100%. Uh, I honestly yeah. And that's a win for Chinese Overwatch. Let's go, boys. Let's go. Oh, somehow, Let's go. Yeah, no, I think that, you know what also really feels not, like it, it helps me cope about how mm-hmm. this playoffs went, is it actually feels like the best team won this year. Won, yeah. And it was close because I think like had Atlanta won, then they would have been the best team, but not based on just the mer- yeah. merits of winning the final. That's not how mm-hmm. I determine if someone is the best team. Florida was neck and neck. They also won Pro AM, whatever yeah. weight you want to apply to that. They were they had pretty equal uh like regular season standing. Yes, they didn't won, win met, um mid season madness, but mm-hmm. they won the uh playoffs in the end. And yeah. therefore it like yeah, it feels like the best team won this year. And that's not something you can say about every year. It wasn't the case. No. Year one. Well, definitely wasn't the case in year one. It, year two, I think you yeah, could probably you, say. Yeah. Not in, th- in year three, I don't think. No. Shock wasn't the best team there. Definitely. Um, year four, yeah, okay. Best team won. Year five. It's up for debate still. Yeah. I don't know. Close one. I, I still Very think Glatz is probably like at least equal. Yeah. So, yeah, for... um. For this year, yeah, I think Mame was like in aggregate throughout uh, the entire year average. the best team. Yeah, yeah, easily. The fact that like in the regular season, Mayhem still were able to kind of like take the rain and and beat them in a game five, mm-hmm. like that really kind of sells me on it. The fact that they had that head to head to say yes, no matter like the meta interpretation, whether or not we meet each other in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. Like we still got that over you. Mm-hmm. I think that like matters a ton to like the aggregate performance of like crowning the best team of the year mm-hmm. because again i agree with you i think western culture in in terms of sports or at least na culture in terms of sports is just like who wins the super bowl who wins the nba playoffs it's like well no like that's its own award i feel like there should be an award for like the best team across the year no matter like however upsets happen i think sports is a little bit harder but also easier for that stuff to happen because it's you know there's physical limitations and people get hurt and whatever right um but when it comes to esports i feel like there is like definitely room to like celebrate uh the best team um and i agree yeah i think that i don't i don't hate the idea that florida was the best team all year because they were at the top like you said fighting neck and neck on all year yeah no happy for them well 100 clearly the best team at playoffs i don't think I'd, I'd be interested to see how they would fare against Atlanta, but realistically, there's I nothing yeah. really that suggests to me that they could have had a chance. And given that, I, I just have to assume like the Bane were clearly the best team at the event. Yep. Yeah. I would like, there is like a, a sadist in me that would love to see London versus Bayhem. Yeah. And they just like gentlemen's agreement to play ryan and just to see who the better the ryan I team is i think you know? they would not have done that i don't think they would have either but like there's something in me that's like i wonder like who's better at it yeah 
but and and yeah if if you're not going to ga and mayhem just wants to like pick apart london i think they have stuff prepped i think they have more than enough stuff to kind of get it over the line because again like yeah london has and london showcased if you want to talk about a team who like again proved a lot of people wrong once again um you know they they have a very clear style but the hands sometimes they just ain't there and it's it's a lot it is a little it's a little bit of a little hands gap and that's okay because again a team with like negative budget with a bunch of players that like really shouldn't be here got here and not only upset maybe a tournament favorite but like gave a respectable showing in the playoffs like that i think is a fucking huge w um for chris for nuki for that entire team and that entire the last few years um i think they've they and the mayhem show that overwatch doesn't have to necessarily just to be about like copying the meta you can kind of like facilitate your own style to a degree Mm -hmm. right there is limitations to it um and i feel like florida is like that great mix of like the rigid you know season one season two mindset but also, you know, the London, the Chengdu, the super stylistic teams that, that kind of preset them. Yeah. And so. Once again, like, it might surprise some people. I guess I can talk about it now, but... Sure. Um, I actually voted for someone as MVP. And... That, you broke him, folks. You broke him. Nah, I think, like, I was... <laughs> no, okay, I was on, on, on the lip train for a lot... But yeah. then I looked at reevaluated the arguments and also mm-hmm. realized do I actually hate Lips claim? Or sorry, do I actually like Lips claim more or do I hate the type of Argument. counter uh, counter arguments that I'm yeah. encountering? And then I had to cut through that bias and go like, okay, yeah, a lot of idiots are making shit arguments for someone, but he has a legitimate argument and I shouldn't value that against him. So, yep. um in the end, it was uh, close. Still, I think mm-hmm. you have, would have to say it was close. I also yeah. like the, the this notion that Lip has somehow been found out as a fraud or like a three yeah. champ. Andy, so you don't understand Overwatch. I'm sorry. Silly. Yeah, that's 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 actual narrative analysis, hindsight, it, like recency bias, all of the the, the trappings. Also, you've got him. Was not, literally not his fault. Like, oh wow. God, and and that's like the that's the the most difficult thing when you try to actually have like an honest conversation about somebody's like award, like potential, mm-hmm. because when you say that lip isn't flexible, that's in the context of this year. Anybody who knows anything knows that lip is incredibly flexible. Homie can like probably still contend with some of the best tracers in the world. He is a a top tier hit scan. Mm. They put him on Sombra all year. Because he's just the best Sombra. Turns out, when you hit a playoff patch that nerfs Sombra, and you still try to run Sombra, and your tank's kind of not, you know, in in line with you. Um, yeah, and it's not your your meta. Yeah, dude, like it's it's this isn't like a fr- there's nobody. I don't. This isn't like a fraud like MVP nomination. Dude, when when I interviewed Gamba and he said like, yeah, it's really good to have married on my team. Like, I know if it's a matter, widow meta, it's going to be he's going to be the best widow. In my mind, uh, just like with with belts and whistles, cab. <laughs> <laughs> like that shit still has to be lip. I'm sorry. Like until proven otherwise, like lip is widow I, meta. I don't. I, I think there's a lot of names up there. 
I think I want to see like I want to see MN3 on a competitive team. And I'm sorry, Brosson. Right. God bless you've you've been a, a gem all through the Owl era. I don't know if Infernal this year was like a really competitive team. Mm-hmm. That's not like their fault, you know. Just the, kind of the, the the fact of the matter. I'd love to see MN3 on like a competitive team because I think like he could probably contend there. Um, I think Shy has a claim there. I think people. Mm-hmm. I think Merritt's probably uh, evolved and, and grown out of his days, but like there was real, you know, I think Kenobi can probably also like I attest to like the, the, the heated debates that he and I would have about like who some of the best like hit scans were while Merritt and Chai were both active in China. Um, and I think we both kind of sat on opposite sides of the fence there. Um, I think there are some like really fun experiments to be had. And I think, you know, not to completely circle back to like the, the format discussion, but like, why not have those metas? Why not have the seasons where it's like we have the rush season, we have the dive season, not the season as in like a season of play, but more of like the as like the weather changes, we change the metas and the archetypes that we've kind of like come to know and love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we can have that discussion to say, OK, who's the best widow? Who's the best widow team? Who's the best at facilitating their widow maker or their whatever long range hit scan is hot at the moment, right? I think that would be kind of fun because like. I don't know that it is lit. I think lip has a great shot, but we got some fucking hitters out here. We got some cracked hit scan talent. I think a lot of people sleep on Sparker too. Criminally underrated. Is he the best? Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people uh, don't want to, don't like to give him his, his, his laurels. Um, in terms of kind of celebrating, Obviously, the the winner of the playoffs, maybe even the best team across the year. Who do you think was the best story at the tournament? The team of the tournament, if that makes sense. Uh, for me, still mayhem. Okay, okay. I, I like, would I probably spark. Okay. You want to say right? Yeah, I would. I would say spark. I mean, those those games were just. Yeah, no, like yeah. they were too eloquent this yeah. <laughs> this weekend to me, and like like the impact they had with their words on me was too profound as to discard Mayhem there. I think that, like, that's fair. I think like what what More I what fair. we heard in the aftermath, how how serious Spark took this, mm-hmm. um, fair. Like I I okay. I was not too sad about the not double LM just because it, you know, there there are legitimate arguments as to why sure. single LM is okay, especially in the context of Overwatch and granting, you know, uh, advantages and how often it actually really happens that someone comes from a lower bracket and wins the yeah. match that they didn't in the first merry-go-round, which, by the way, seven out of eight times that didn't happen. Um, so it makes for boring, like it, it just makes it more likely that you're going to have more boring matches. But mm. the argument for Spark that they would have liked to hit Houston again makes sense in light of a press conference that I had with the Spark where they're like, you know why the reverse sweeps ha- happen? Because we got to figure out that fucking meta while we're playing that shit. And then yeah. by map yeah. three, we have some inkling. And then by map five, we understand how they play. So yeah. from that point of view, also knowing how little scrims they had or uh, yeah. practice opportunity yeah. in order to uh, apply or... To adapt to this new ecosystem, yes, I think that there is some merit to that, and there mm-hmm. for like they, I think they were hard done by by the format for sure. A little bit, 
A little bit. I think um, a lot of it's either the format or the logistics. Either you give them more time to adapt mid mid tournament, or you give them more time to get there prior to the playoffs, so they can get into the scrim culture, better understand the meta and like how NA plays it. Um, and then I think a lot of that kind of struggle that they have in those reverse sweeps again, back to back reverse sweeps. Um, I think that probably goes by the wayside in that Houston game is a little bit more competitive. Let me um, let yeah. me say something about like the rumors that recently came out about Leaf and Shy, right? Okay. Where, okay, I don't, I, I like it's there's not. I haven't done proper reporting on this, right? So I can't sure. say with any certainty. But I don't think any of the decisions are yet set in stone. Mainly, hmm. there are very vital timelines coming up. Right. Yep. Yep. The first big one is, and I'm not sure when that is, or if I don't think it has already passed, is the end date of con- uh, contracts for oh, the contracts. Players. Right. And presumably, there would the, theoretically we are now running close to the like at least in prior seasons to the deadline as to when you had to. Uh, declare if you were going to pick someone up on their option. Sure. So I'm not sure if that has passed or not, right? So if not, if that hasn't passed, like the the players that have options literally don't have a say in the matter, okay? That's first first up. So we, if that was to be the case, we literally cannot know at this point, right? Um, (laughs) Second being the from what albert said it's like we need an owners meeting we need a proposal we need a vote and then we need to see what else is next right depending on right. uh what comes up there yes but like we also like have the the contract timeline what are you going to do have every team release and then figure out that they had a change of heart and are actually yeah wanting to continue which is like a admittedly very low percentage chance or even not what if you still want and to be fair, then they would have to sign new contracts anyway. But you're putting your franchises or the organizations behind them in a weird position where they would like to retain their talent, right? Mm-hmm. In an ideal world where I think it is... <sighs> I think it's very different to say, I do not want to be part of the Overwatch League anymore if it means I get $6 million. And... Right. I am but not. I in, I'm not interested in Overwatch at all as an industry. It's okay. that those are two different things, right? Yes, yes, yes. So, and the, the organizations also have some vested interest in wanting to keep the identity of their team and retain mm-hmm. those franchise players. Yeah, you know that yeah. stuck with them. So, these things need to happen very, very soon. Okay. Yep. Um. And there, there are some other hallmark events that are coming up, right? Like, ideally, you probably want to announce something at BlizzCon. I'm not sure if they're going to manage that, but yeah. we'll see. So, like, there are really pressing timelines that they need to hit, after which it becomes exponentially harder to yeah. actualize anything. And the social component of, like, yes. leaving... Talented players that, because of our player base already being very young, still mm-hmm. very much able to switch to other competitive titles where they expected to 
have a chance of making probably more money, probably at least equal money, continue their career with uh, more prospects in the future, specifically for the Chinese teams where Valorant is currently popping off like this. There's a lot of carrots out there, and the longer you wait, the tastier those get. Okay? So that's working against you. At the same time, what Albert said I also agree with, you want to think that shit through because you do not want to make underlying assumptions that uh, about your game again or mm-hmm. the your players that fundamentally ruin the esport okay yeah. travel and the requirements of how this works was fundamentally flawed it would have never worked to the extent that this like that's the one thing where i cannot show humility that if you're requiring a franchise to fly three times around the globe in order to travel this would have not worked with humans okay that need to practice between 8 and 14 hours a day just doesn't work and um, like to avoid these false assumptions now also much wiser because you've run you have you have some experience you know a, a couple of things right like to to bake that into the new foundation of a product that we don't sit here whatever comes next in a couple of years again and go like ah we fucked it again like uh, yeah Uh uh, like already at the base principles whoops like we we probably already figured that shit out through um overwatch league but like i guess we didn't didn't hear the, our own or didn't learn from our own lessons so you, you don't want to do that so i'm I'm sympathetic to being careful in the conception phase of whatever, keep in mind, it's still a proposal, it's still a proposal for a new operating agreement that has to go through in first instance, um, that then has to be denied and then would have to, you know, have a plan B, so to speak, as mm-hmm. to, you know, remo- uh, continue Overwatch Esports in a different uh format with for for instance third party organizers um so yeah there's so much uncertainty and if folks are telling you they do not know what's going on that's true it's flat out true yes like of course it was finals week people talk a lot of stuff was said a lot of stuff that directly contradicts each other was said and I doubt anyone has more clarity what's to come yeah. after the weekend than before. Okay, there's still so much up in the air where we got to figure that stuff out. And um, I will say the way this uncertainty was handled, especially towards the end of the bro- broadcast, was a masterclass. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I felt like. Okay, this is this is sad to say, but in its death rattle, in its loosening of tongues, in its battle royale esque nature of when you're out, you might be out forever. Yep. This became so meaningful mm-hmm. that it actually transformed the quality of the competition for me. I think it was very much could be felt on the broadcast. If we can bottle up some of that magic, because like, yeah, like your product being fundamentally better, more real, more meaningful for a weekend will not magically attract 500k viewers, okay? 
course not. But yeah. if you deliver this reliably over a year, it will grow again. Okay, yep. as people realize there's something like the truth nuggets, the meaningful nuggets to be, and the fun nuggets, of course, as well. It's also an entertaining product. It's not just like your, you know, like yep. your moral boost in order to keep going in life. But um, I felt like in it, in in what might have been a death rattle, it was it became beautiful. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, like Zoe, but also everyone else. I think, uh-huh. for instance, how the desk handled the situation after the Donghak speech, which, where it, like that, that's a that's a special moment where everyone, especially Johnny, I felt, really handled the situation well and contextualized the achievements of this young guy expertly. Yeah. Like there's really not much to say. Like I I found it very dope. I remember back last year that this was not no. the case. I felt like the allocation. I, I assume a, a Toronto Defiant had to make that decision to bring all the talent, even Avril from Australia, which is not cheap to fly someone Ain't out. Cheap, yeah. Like uh, to my knowledge, Avril had never been at an offline event. Uh, off. Australia, Deep, not hundred so, percent. Yeah. At least not to work. I think he was there last year at BlizzCon. Maybe, maybe yeah. something like that. Maybe yeah. the finals, but I think it was on his own dime. So for for all of the, Eric says confirmed, so I'm, I believe it. Uh, I asked the Oracle of Delphi, okay, and, <laughs> and I didn't even have to pay a sub to it. Um, Let's go. So, in that regard, like also, you have to. S- Sort of, not just sort of, but you have to also say Toronto Defiant did a great job at uh, organizing yeah. this event. I only heard positive uh, things from the folks that were at the arena. Um, yes, the stage, especially for someone that had been as MSI at IM yeah, Cologne, it's not. It looks a little bit like, it, yeah. It's, it's better than the science lab in Hawaii, but it's not, you know, the multi-million dollar Emmy winning stage yeah. that Riot But can it's give. also you know, not about that, in the right? It's no, about it's the not, action in the end. Yes. I still truly believe, first and foremost, esports is about players. And the, the importance of everything else has been greatly exaggerated. Okay. So true. And I felt like all the, sh- you know like fizzly and bops and beats and whatever like jingles colors whatever you have around you it doesn't matter if the esports yeah. on on the stage is great right and yeah. a lot of it was and we could could do better with better formats that would facilitate better experiences even right but yeah. at the end of the day it was still i think a lot of people also due to the nature of the event realized what this game meant to them mhm <sighs> i'm not sure like how it was for you but i was totally fine like once again i felt like a stoic that had sipped the poison for as long as i have known (laughs) that this was going to happen i was completely fine and then that trailer played and i saw alarm's face and dude i was not okay and i was not okay the day after either um and that's what's that's surprising to me because i feel like we had like very split reactions um i didn't I saw a lot of this after the fact, mm-hmm. um, but like Zoe's speech, the like the the, the memories in 
memoriam with the alarm and you know that that send off even like uber's final call like as he passed it back to the desk was like very touching um but yeah no it didn't hit me super hard it was just i was proud more than anything i was proud Mm -hmm. to kind of be a part of this in like a small in you know very tiny way um I, i i was proud of the community i was proud of the broadcast for like knocking it out of the park um just just i was happy that we much in the same way that you kind of mentioned, like in our, you know, potentially final moments of this chapter, uh, because I'm, you know, mm-hmm. of the ilk that I don't think Overwatch esports is going anywhere. It's just, you know, this is going to be the death as we know it of the Overwatch League. Um, yeah, I think we I think we found ourselves again. I think we got back. Um, to what, you know, captured people's hearts um, in the Apex era, what we were kind of sold at the beginning of the Overwatch League era with like the Crusher 99 story and some of like the Apex transitionary players, right? Like the, the players that everybody kind of latched onto, the teams, the names, the the ideas that people latched onto. Um and as those kind of players fell away and those narratives kind of got clouded by the the the, the marketing arm of the 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 I want to be the NFL guys. Um I think we got. I think we we came full circle. I think we remembered that this is about the players, like you said. That this is this means something to people. This this is a and, an and, emotional experience. And I I have to say, it it also produces rage because this this notion yeah. that it is about the players was something that actively was suppressed behind the scenes on the broadcast. Yep. Absolutely, yep. where who always put the uh, the My game first. Was- the game yeah. first, and then the brands, and then the players, and that's not a sustainable model. And it's also absolutely not what this entire era of entertainment is about, anyway. Yep. If it's really like it, it's all about influencer marketing, this is like a young demographic yep. that's especially susceptible to that. Like in in yep. no shape or form does any of that make sense. Okay. Yep. Like unless you just want to be super greedy, and like even then you're just like. You're not growing the pie in order to have a bigger slice for yourself. You're just trying to have the entire pie and think you can grow it bigger than, like, you know, you yeah. can't. Oh, you only get, like, those players are your engine. You ought to help those guys self actualize. That's your story, yes. that's your product. Yes. And then you get to get a share from that. That is likely going to be bigger what, than whatever the pie that's. The pie to the face that you took by having to pay 114 million out to franchises. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, sure. So I hope everyone after that comes after realizes that it is about those guys. Yeah. And it only ever was about those guys. I, I'm, I'm happy to include coaches because they're part of the, mm-hmm. the suffering, they're part of the storytelling, they're part of the narrative, and they are very much part of the ship. Okay. Yep. They have skin in the game. Their story matters. Oh shit! Um. <laughs> For audio listeners, alarms. Kind of moment in the the final video kind of pop back up and might have might have caught a a whiff of something. <laughs> Some onions were cut there for a second. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I feel like that's that's the way forward to yeah to once again remind ourselves what this this is actually about, and it's not the game. Mm-hmm. It's also like I hope I I always get emotional and uh, 
sort of like pissed off whenever that yeah. that principle is violated. I remember like calling out the league for having a teaser that was just showing off character models, and it's like mm -hmm. that's that doesn't matter. Where's the players doing this? Yeah. Where's the faces? Where's the motion here? Okay. Yep. And then. I see the championship winning skin and it has no resemblance. Nobody was asked. Nobody was contacted. Not even an email was shown. You do not get it. You do not get esports. Yep. Okay. That's like, that's when I get mad and like probably should be more diplomatic, but like this is, this is not, probably not what yeah. happens. And then I look across the pond, dude, God's fucking slaps again. Okay. Yeah. For those, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't listened to it, but I've only heard good things about the video. I've heard the music. is a little, yeah. like, it's it, okay. It, I think they had a, had a little bit, it, it, their story is just more complex than rise. The champions are more e hard or harder to sure, emulate in, in visuals. But, um, I also am not, too happy with the song i don't think it slaps as much but that type of visual storytelling mm -hmm. that could have carried us along yeah hard. and yeah. i think that's that's something <clears throat> i i have some um opinions holstered and to what extent you could even go with uh dude like i was uh, i'm just going to say it on this broadcast like usually it's dark like Nobody's going to get here anyway, and those that do are the real ones anyway. But sure. why do we stop at MVP skin, which we don't even have? But like, yeah, honestly, <laughs> dude, if like if it was up to me, I'd you, I'd give the I give the MVP a hero. Okay, like in what way? Like a new as hero in yeah, a new no, no, no. That's that's a problem with competitive integrity. Okay. But you look at the guy, uh huh, and you look at the attributes of the guy. Okay, and you take that as inspiration for a new sure. hero. Now here's the Delulu part of that suggestion. <laughs> You're not going to get that shit done in a no. year with the no. development cycle that we have. But yeah. other games could totally do it. I understand the reluctance of wanting of. We have. Like, essentially, in many ways, I'm asking the Overwatch League and Blizzard Entertainment to put their hand back in the bear trap because it's nice and cozy in there and there's, there's the big bucks. Because, yes, we have been shat on by giving trust to some of those players that absolutely ruined that trust and yep. hurt, bit the hand, okay? Sure. Um, I understand the reluctance there, but that's the risk you got to take in this business. I'm sorry. The, the, what the best that you can do is facilitate systems where that happens doesn't happen. much less frequently and yep. you gotta say it is a systemic problem in Overwatch because the frequency at which this happens here is higher than in other esports so tackle that problem don't tackle the problem of not wanting to tell player yeah. stories because yeah. there's there's a chance of milkshake ducking I'm sorry that's not how you live your life and that's not how you run a business yep. I've always been like very upset by the fact that we don't even have like not hype content because i feel like that like gets a little misconstrued but like trailers does that make sense like i think some of the the funnest moments in esports for me the stuff that like makes me like nostalgic are the trailers like the trailer to the final for apex season two oh, where dude, it's, like, all the I could watch that line it up like it's 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 memorable it means something it it I think the Apex ones didn't tell like a great story, but there was still some storytelling in there. I think, you know, OGN are the kings 
at having visual storytelling be incredibly apparent um i i don't think you need a crazy budget i don't think you need no. um an animation studio i and don't think and need... didn't have that shit either like they no, weren't like they super hyper stuff you 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 rented a fucking and they've done this in the past um with like the soul and dynasty that for that matter um and fusion i think back in the day um i think two years ago a year ago um, where they had like the content like day where they did some stuff. I think there was like a whole like photo shoot and like a uh, building and they had some like real fun. There's there's a lot there that can be explored um, that like there is a low, low bar that you can meet that I think would accentuate and, and really kind of open people's minds up to the idea that, you know. Not just why they're watching this playoffs. Because there's, there's, there were so many stories to watch, you know, whether it was Decay finally maybe getting one. Was it, you know, the Cinderella run of the, the, the Spitfire? Was it the Chinese super team running at home? Like, where was the, the, the in-depth interview pieces with those those stories? There just wasn't. Yeah. And yes, that costs money. I get it. But like, this isn't, nobody's asking for high production budget. Just tell a story. It's also, there are, like, I remember just like the whiplash of how much better Zed was, right? Like, do you remember when Zed was... Oh, yeah, it, it was insane. Because I mean, I didn't even really dude, care for that, but it was better. Yeah, but it was also a dude that was one of the community. It was like endemic, yeah. Like, that... Like, it's a guy who got it, okay? Yeah. Like, like that was feasible. Like, he played the game, he got the people, mm-hmm. he was reasonably within the age bracket of that. He's just a yep. gamer, okay? Yep. And... That is also another part. It's like, you know, who you miss Zed what, too. Who, who you want to bring onto the journey? Yeah, right. You know who we brought on? A bunch of paid actors. Unironically, yeah. Shout outs, shout outs to all the random actors that came up. Were like, I love the Los Angeles Gladiators. They are my favorite. Wait, Overwatch League team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Smile for the camera, everybody. Yeah, that's how we do it in Philly. That's how we do it in Philly, baby. We're here predominating. Um, any any final send off for playoffs and and perhaps a, a chapter close? Um, no, I think once again okay. everyone that was at that event or like killed it. F- f- yeah, from what I could see, like I'm not yeah. just like blowing powder up your ass. You actually worked your asses off. Um, yep. with like that. The fact that I don't have really anything to moan other than like the under budgeting, like hope, hopefully, like sure. you know, in contrast to others, well, yeah, okay. And then also whoever did that, um, that you know, goodbye video also gets it. Fantastic, yeah. Right, that's a that's also a person that understands what what it's about. Like, yes, yep. there's there's some 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 time, you know, for some, you know. Showing off the heroes and then going into play yeah, individual place of the players and then go into the faces and to the personalities and whatnot and like going through the years there. Um that's that's it. Yeah. Doesn't take take much more. Nope. Not and asking it, for a lot. And it helps, honestly, all like just for my taste, the type of vibe that the mayhem had this year, especially like players like someone in Checkmates and how they Oh, communicate yeah. is like like that's my shit okay like, mm-hmm. like just like b- b- meaningful banger after meaningful banger dude like i was 
I, we did this um, playoff content where we asked people, "Was it like to be you? What does it take to be you, and why yeah. is it worth it?" And the answer that someone gave, like it was like the answer I, I basically told everyone I got in for, it's like, it, like it's super interesting how different people answer this question. Like mm-hmm. some are very analytical in, oh, I get up, blah, blah, blah. And then I do this and it's a lot of hard practice. And like he just took it to a level where it's just like, you know, very essential. What is it? it who are you? Okay. In this. What is the personality? What's the engine behind your improvement? It's not like mm-hmm. I will get up and I swing 100 Reinheimers, which is a sure. fair, like, um, <laughs> fair answer fair to answer. the question. Yeah. But like, and I think also the way the folks answered found an audience. Uh, for instance, Violet said like he's doing it for the fans and whatnot. I think that resonates greatly. To me, what resonates is an answer like someone's where you said mm-hmm. like, it's not hard to be someone. By the way, also the... Great quote. <laughs> the, 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 the symbolism and the, just like, I, I felt like the universe was just like conspiring or like moving, shape-shifting in a way to make that quote extra epic because that guy yep. was called someone. Yep. And how that quote comes together, it's almost like a many-faced God situation, but like with meaning. And it's yep. like it, everything about this was dope. When he said that and went back and I listened to a Swing Chips uh, translation, who once again, by the way, knocked it out of the park in, on all the translations. Um, I got chills, dude. I watched that shit back yeah. for myself uh, a couple of times. And yeah, I, I mean, that just like personally, it really contributed to the experience of feeling... Like those players were extraordinarily skilled at articulating what it meant to them, and maybe also mm. because the added stakes of this tournament added towards the meaning and brought it forth and Definitely. brought emotion forth. And I hope we get much more of that in the future. I mean, we still have World Cup to look forward to. Again, we're not out of the woodwork. The year's not me, over yet, folks. They fuck, dude. Like. I- that shit actually made me... I just want to see more of those guys, right? Yeah. Yep. I'll actually watch World Cup. It's fucking crazy, Joel. They got yeah, me. They, they got you. They're breaking you, dude. Yeah. I think I think this is a big year for you. I think it's a big leap forward. Getting all emotional, getting all sappy, watching World Cup. Mm. You're back, baby. We're so back. This gets back, folks. You know yeah. who's back, though? Somber's back. Oh, yeah. Somber's back. She's got a new virus ability. Her stealth is now out of combat. Briefly, because I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to see if you have like two stronger takes. Um, I feel like this is pretty tame. Like it's exciting. It's very cool to see, mm. you know, fun new ability. Bet, but like, what does this mean? Does I this have do? a hot take. Oh, are we aligned? I think I think this isn't that great. I think she's ass, yeah. I think like yeah. it, her neutral is garbage. Having low, having a lower amount of agency on when you can do things, and and the trade off is a new ability that does damage over time. Not only might not be healthy for the game, it might not even be very good. Yeah. By the way, who like, wants to play an FPS where you get killed off screen? But by the way, I'm not sure if everyone spotted the difference in the in the, the phrasing of the translocator. But yeah. I think that shit works differently now as well. 
Could be. Could like be. the way I interpret what is said there is is you throw the translocator and then once it like hits something or like yeah i'm not sure how it would work if you have a much shorter like i don't think it will work in the way that we currently have it we just load that shit up on a on a map a health pack and you teleport back to that i don't think that yeah. that the, the wording i would have to look up what the old one was Throw a beak to the new one, currently shown on screen, and I'm reading it out for the audio listeners, but throw a beacon and teleport to it. It's, it's very different than, like, teleported at a later stage whenever you're, you deem, yeah. okay? I, I sense some immediacy in the way this is phrased here. So and there's, then, like, a timer on, like, the beacon now. And then stealth cooldown is reduced after teleporting. Of course, this refers to stealth now being a passive ability, okay? Right. You no longer shift into being stealthed, and that's kind of ass. <laughs> and I, then I would say so. And then virus, okay, it's interesting. I also would have to see how big the damage numbers yes. are. In fact, enemies, so virus for audio listeners, if you haven't seen, I'm sure you all have, but the ones that haven't. In fact, enemies with a projectile that deals damage over time, virus damages hacked enemies at a faster rate. I'm not, I, I almost don't care. Yeah. But once again, like, I, I, I don't have any insight into, like, how this shit actually works, so. Yeah, that's, that's where a lot of, like, opinions go to, like, really be formed, is, like, how much damage are we really talking? How fast? against a hack target are we really talking mm-hmm. does hack still operate the same way where i get an amplified amount of damage so am i doing faster and more damage you know more often like what are those numbers are they still the same or are they different we don't know mm-hmm. um how does it you know in a lot of ways it's kind of like a, a hand wash argument but like how does it play are we right in saying that like the stealth passive is a little lacking does it feel really shitty to die off screen to like a damage over time ability Mm. Like I, I don't know if that really has a place in an FPS. Like that's that's kind of weird to me. I'm it, it, it's it's not something that we're not used to. Like we have dynamite, that's fine. But from the t- teaser trailer that we got with like the Rhine and she like throws her little virus out and it hits him, that's kind of lasting for a while. That's that's on there for a little bit. It's already bad enough that people rage bought out when they died like a random like biotic orb from Moira. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to be a, a, a universally liked ability. We'll see. We'll see. It depends. Again, devil's in the details, but um, kind of kind of lackluster, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. No, I, it's interesting. Certainly interesting. I I also don't mind that if she was to be garbage. <laughs> sure, yeah. I'm, I'm down that. That's good. Yep. Now, Roadhog, I'm in- interested in, but we don't know yes. anything about that. That's that's one of the ones where, like, we, it's a lower, it's a a very shallow pool of tanks to play from. We're getting a tank at BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. Hope everybody understands us. Yeah, um, they've announced that. That's public. Um, so that's going to be cool if we get the Roadhog details. That'll be really cool. We'll see what that looks like because, again, like having more tanks. Uh, it, it, it's not lost on me and i hope it's not lost on the public that you know you have somebody like someone leading the florida mayhem being the facilitator to a number of different styles the only way that happens is if you have tanks to facilitate those styles that are interesting that do different things that open up you know archetypical exploration i think that'll be really fun and really cool so the more tanks that they add that are a little bit more dynamic 
Um, so I'm here for it, and I think Roadhog could be that, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, that again, that's a that's a details. That's a devil's in the details argument all over again. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts with Sombra? Nope, not really. Nope. All right. So new segment. Here we go. Unveiling it today. Hills to die on. Fucking We're in our feels, folks. We're in our feels. We're going back in time. We're lore masters at the end of the day. And who better to nitpick? Who better to dump lore on than ourselves? Right. True. So <laughs> how narcissistic, right? Um, so every week, the two of us will be battling each other and featuring the community as well. Um, we're going to be going back and trying to find our hottest takes and forcing the other person to try to defend them or just completely tap out or just talk about the the story of how that piece of content came to be the context of it. And we're going back in time and, you know, we're going to open this up to the public at the end of the show. If you guys leave a comment, if you want to go into the discord and, and tag us, we're going to try to folder some of these and, you know, feature some of the, the funny ones, the, the ones that we think are, are cool. But, you know, the task is for the community to find some of our hottest takes that never really resonated with you, never understood, couldn't stand, whatever that was that kind of stuck out for you that, you know, Yiska said that the shock or the best ever and whatever, whatever it is, you send it our way and we'll 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 try to feature as many as we can uh, towards the end of the show moving forward. But, we're you know, we're trying this out. Do you have one to, to start with, Yiska? We're going to do a couple and then we'll probably close things. I, I only got really one for you. and Okay. It is a little out of pocket. Joe. It's pretty good. It's, it's a good one. Joe, why? <laughs> why did you think that Who Are You was going to be the new Flash? And for, for audio listeners and Overwatch fans who don't know, Flash was an absolutely legendary StarCraft mm-hmm. player that yes. was called God before Faker. Was yes. An insane player, still probably the best esports player of all time, if not top three at least, right? For reference, none of of Overwatch players would be remotely near to the top 20, okay? No, yeah. So, and to top it all off, (laughs) Joe called that shit after Apex Season 2, okay? (laughs) (laughs) The, The man had won one tournament and then promptly got benched for being a little shit yep. <laughs> and yes he won his first re- uh, bench ring something he got yes he's the he's the flash of bench rings okay Just, <laughs> Joe, that's that's what what i will grant he's you. a legendary figure for winning and not playing insane like the golden bench okay <laughs> why the actual water boy i i couldn't tell you why to be completely honest, the 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 ass pullery that I had to facilitate. This was also very like early in my writing career too. Not that that's mm. an excuse. It's just context. Um, I just saw a young kid had like a great one event and was just trying to get ahead of the uh, narrative. I was just like, bro, moments. yeah, here we go, bro. This is this is the hotness. You guys don't know. I'm fucking in yeah. early. You guys gotta fucking back up behind me because this kid's gonna be a legend. Um. That was back when I was smitten with Overwatch. That's back when, you know, it was the fucking hot new thing on the block. Yeah. Sadly, here we are. Uh, so you're saying wouldn't... goodbye, close the chapter, and who are you? Got a ring on the bench for a second time. Not so Flash, you... guys. Not Flash. You wouldn't die on that hill, you would say? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. 
There are hills I would die on. Do you still have the the, the tweet that you sent me? Oh, the Combox box. Yeah. Yeah, I would die in that hill. Okay. What what is some Okay, so let, let me let me find the tweet. I'll read yes. it out. <sighs> yeah, I'm not sure if I too harshly disagree, but like okay, in 2017, Joe tweeted. And At was, the end of 2017, yeah, to be fair. When when all rosters were first being assembled, yes. he said Still maintain my point that the core of Conbox was the best budget pickup for Owl. Now, we need to look at the Conbox roster, I think, in order for this to make sense, because nobody, including myself, uh, will remember who was on Conbox during that time, other than one notable player in my mind, <laughs> which was Architect, right? Was that the guy? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's that's a big selling point. Um but yeah, like if you if you, if it's the last season in in relation to the tweet, it would have been Apex season four, and their starting roster was as follows for Convox. Architect. Mm. I don't think I need to explain to you like the, the no, level okay. of talent give that you this that kid one. had, right? Yeah, yeah. Asher, who was a dud. That's that's a that's a fucking yeah. I'd I'd replace him easily. I th- I don't remember how good Sleepy Bear was. I think he probably could have been well. okay, especially in season one. Again, season one there were some ass flex tanks, yeah. bro. You were you were fighting Clockwork for fucking Diva Health Pool. Yeah, okay? keep going. Like, yeah. OG. Yeah, okay. Solid fair. player. Solid fair. player. Yeah, fair. I'll give you that one. I don't. I couldn't tell you who Clover is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No fucking clue. Yeah. I don't. I'm. Oh, stand one. There you go. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Apparently, wait, so it says Liquipedia. I don't know if that's true. Wait, it lies as off tank based. Okay, I could be off tank, could be main tank. Who knows? But I take a stand one. If Clover, unironically a stand one, because I didn't know that. Um, I take the stand one. Okay, Operochi. Yeah, I could live without revenge again. Al starter. He did play <sighs> season one. It's it's still pretty slim pickings. This is a solid start to a team. It has good bones, Yuska. And then here, here you go. Let me, let me, let me seal the deal for you because I think this is how I get you to buy in. Yeah, I have enough players. I got the core. Maybe I just throw Twilight the bag again. He's played with some of these players before. Played with Architect before. He's probably happy to be fucking like leaving that shit behind. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. Wait, this I would imagine this so. boy replaced Cox, right? No, no. Wait, wait. How did this oh. work out? I think he. Let me look. I don't remember where Twilight was. Oh, it wasn't. To- like, when was, was he Twilight? even playing? Let's see. The lore, the lore Masters. Yeah, he wasn't in. He wasn't in Season 4. Hmm. He didn't play Apex Season 4. Wait, where's... Where was Twilight through all, all of this? That's what I'm telling you. Twilight didn't play in Apex Season 4. Did... Right. But Box got rid of him. He... Right, but he played... Wait, let me... I don't. I don't know where he was. He wasn't on Runaway yet. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. Of course, he was part of the Runaway roster after Apex. Yes, yes. that makes sense. No. Oh. Okay. I don't know if he retired. I don't know if he was. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he was part of the new juices. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Liquipedia says it was WGS Red, and I again, there, there, there are some details that Liquipedia just gets wrong. Um, so maybe his team didn't make it. Steve just found a new team. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that there's like reason enough to believe, especially with like the hindsight of like knowing how players signed to teams these days. I mean, even in the past that I think you could probably snag Twilight and, and slap him on like a con box core. Be like, yay, 
you know these guys? Get you in the Overwatch League? Pay you? Season one rates? Just like... Yeah. It's not a bad team. Season one. Yeah, I think I'm they farming kinda, Dak and I feel dragons. like they kind of missed out on Twilight big time if you actually went oh, to yeah. WGS Red and yeah. then to run away after. That was probably uh, just weird. Yep. Like that guy. It, keep in mind, Twilight's 25. By that time, he was definitely eligible, right? Yep. Yep. So that's a big miss, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. I'd, I'd die on that hill. I'd die yeah, on the hill. Like, Hanbox enough, Apex yeah. Season 4. Uh, I could I could, also, I could, could work with that. Also, just in contrast of how garbage everyone else was. Oh, everybody in Season 1 was fucking ass. Yeah. God, people sucked. Not only did you have dragons, shock was not good. Yep. I, I hate to burst everybody's bubble. Sorry, Harsha. Anybody listening? Albert, I'm sure you're not here. Um, not good team. Bad team. Yeah. Got way better with Architect and Troy. Tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Way better. No, there the, were like a couple of good teams, actually. Like the only ones were like Ang- Ang- NYXL, London, uh, even from that. But even those were washed by that time. But yeah, yeah. like you had to assume that they weren't. Jay Hong on fucking Zen. Yeah, or Anna. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, his Anna was always good, right. but like his Zen yeah, was yeah, ass. Okay, that's what you I remember. When, so again, how the sausage is made, folks. Look behind the curtain. Um, while we were kind of like talking about this in the pre-show, I was going back through like Yiska and I's uh, Twitter like timeline and some of our interactions. We were so we were so true. We were like, bro, Jay Hong's washed in Apex season three. He can't play Zen season four. That boy busted out like crazy. Then we got motherfuckers coming into the Overwatch League, be like, Jay Hong's the best player of all time. Mm. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, nah. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I think he was good at on, and that was it. Yeah. At that time, I was already, like, I, I was on the train for, like, Apex Season 2, Apex Season 3. I saw the yeah. flatter train. Woo! I jumped yep. over, yep. like, directly. Jumped over, baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hopping aboard. That kid was fucking nuts. And he stayed nuts for a little bit. So he was pretty fucking hot. Um, okay, Joe, you, you gotta have a take for me, right? All right, close your eyes. I want you to see if you remember this video, okay? Oh, my You made a video God. way back. Let me hit a date. Eric, pull it up. Pull it up, Jamie. Four years ago. I won't tell you the name, but I'll tell you a quote. I quoted you, okay? (laughs) Quote, the argument of trying to use scrims, both the argument, the quality of scrims, the content, the quantity of scrims, either has to be very closely evaluated or should not be taken at face value. Oh, see? With the context, it makes (laughs) sense. I I actually, yeah, wow, based zero zero not, regrets I, not done not done okay new quote quote these are all scrim books and they don't really matter end quote right just saying homie yeah you, no i damn well know you're not scrubbing these vods you're taking what people say at face yeah yeah, yeah you're but like give yeah, me, yeah, yeah give here me we that, go <laughs> give me that first sentence again joe the argument of trying to use scrims both the argument the quality of scrims the content the quantity either has to be taken very closely uh? or very closely evaluated or should uh? not be taken at uh? face value. Da, 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 da. Are you not taking them all the time at face value? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I actually have a Dude, there's a clear pattern. There's there's a there's some skill to uh, it, okay? Like yeah, astrology yeah, yeah, needs yeah. to be learned. I look at Dallas Scrimbox, I know they are meaningless, okay? <laughs> <laughs> No, I I look at I don't know like I look at some teams starting to throw. Oh, I'm like interested, oh. peaky peaky. Like, and then I can make calls like Valiant wins against the uh, 
Los Angeles. Oh, sorry, the Valiant wins against the Titans in season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can make reads like what was did I call a London game or something? Some stuff like that. You yeah. certainly didn't call the playoffs, and you didn't call London doing particularly well. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't have scrum bucks uh, before the playoffs. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need scrum bucks. I think you. I think you doubt yourself. I think your your eye is too good. I you had, can make these same calls. I the only scrum bucks I realistically had for playoffs was like that, uh, like how the interaction worked and how that facilitated trades sure, with Bernard yeah. and who are you and then. Yeah, but yeah, like in without context, especially like the fucking video is called "Scrims Mean Jack." <laughs> fucking hell! Yeah, nope. Nah, it, uh, I learned the high art. Okay, it's an acquired taste. Ah, uh, okay, an acquired taste. Much like coffee, scrim bucks are uh, are are a bitter breed. Look, for Eric, instance, like AT- ATL, like fucking track the scrims and everything. That shit is like mega accurate. Okay, mm-hmm. based. It's not scrimmeth. Where? What's it's this? Not I don't know. Eric's breaking. Oh, there it is. For for audio listeners, Yiska tweeted, 2016, I think the fall. AKM is the apex of Overwatch. If he goes off, he wins you games almost single-handedly. <laughs> okay, during that time, it was true, okay? And then it really wasn't much longer, okay? <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. <sighs> Uh, at the time, good it was luck. actually true, though. That dude, no, he was he was very good. Was the same good. was true for uh, Taimu, um, and the same yeah. was true. That nah, Taimu for a while, especially during like Apex season one, Apex season four, then again, no, sorry, three. Like that dude was just like on one. Like would just like I remember the Genji on uh, Volskaya in the room when he was Fucking on Widow. Carpe. Yeah, yeah, clapping Cape there. Like yeah. he, he was actually, actually like w- during his Mister Good Aim arc, that's this dude was fucking taking over games, and um, yeah. yeah, that was that was really fun to watch at the time. Uh, but yeah, AKM like just super soldier, soldier, really like just like fundamentally, as I recall it, like really good and like just capable of hard carrying at that time keep in mind that was 2016 mm-hmm. rogue was dominating everything i think m- yep. maybe johnny was still on that roster during the time i'm not sure Ironically, yeah. yeah i'm pretty sure yeah 2017 I, I'm not, is i think when rogue did uh, the moves. we can we can ask johnny but i don't think he would disagree during that time ikm was actually like top top three top yeah. five player in the world yeah this was back when like triple tank and like a dps was like the hotness um this is back when like Ana was getting first introduced and i think like this was like prior to like beyblade so like maybe ahead of Ana being introduced um yeah i think i remember like talking and interviewing flower and him being like bro akm just like hits rockets that you just don't expect or think are possible like he just hits you i think the quote was something like he he hit he hits them like they feel like bowling balls like he just fucking always is just nailing you with fucking rockets constantly what what was the Um, soldier for reunited called again something un right that played um i can tell you because too easy didn't play the entire time he was unfixed yes unfixed technical i'm i'm seeing him as a flex tank but no or at least he was flex for liquipedia someone played soldier for them not sure. It wasn't too easy for the entire time. Well, well maybe I'm misremembering, but I, I think like that was all I want to say. That was the opposition, right? And then 
I remember later on, like people like um, Logics came in, and those were like mm-hmm. some serious competition. Um, but yeah, like for that era of Overwatch, I think was Navix. No, Navix was more Flex DPS. Navix, yeah, more Flex DPS. Never really even got to like explore what that what that looks like. Yeah, um, it certainly wasn't anybody on NRG. God, God bless, Dummy Pooks, Clockwork. Seagull yeah, no, was also pretty big at the time, right? Like he was yeah. Misfits uh, soldier, I think, and Reaper uh, at the time he was just on still on Rogue. Um, Sorry, 20s. still on Rogue. True. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. he later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yep. right. right, right. I remember. Yep, yep, yep. The only other person I think like could challenge that kind of soldier performance, in my opinion, was a Recry back then. True. Yeah, that motherfucker just and fucking... Saya, maybe. Uh, Saya player I, was what? also a monster soldier for a while, right? He was. He was. I always appreciated Saya's movement more than anything else. He moved so different compared to other tracers. Homie just didn't like spam jump. He like, I feel like he was like a pretty early adopter, like crush spamming, mm-hmm. where like he wouldn't jump. And I always thought it was like, oh, bro, if we get like twenty xx like crazy levels of Overwatch, like the arc of jumping is gonna fuck you so nasty. So that, uh, the fact that this kid's like ahead of the curve and he's like a good like hit scan. I was like, dude, this kid's fucking. This kid's legit. When you think about the that era of Overwatch where uh, Soldier was big, which map do you think of? First, first thought. Kings. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Kings is up of... there, but like for me, it's for Skya, Interestingly. Yeah, I can see that. And it's then... a lot of the old maps, maybe Nimbani, and sometimes and uh, Beyblade. Beyblade, or rather, like May May Reaper. Fucking Nepal. Oh, interesting. For me, it's Hollywood. Really? There yeah, was, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, There yeah. was this one moment where Misfits won. And it was, like, super close. And that there was, like, one interaction that just, like, decided the entire tournament. I think it was MLG. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, what an event. What an event. MLG was a fucking... Dude, the lore masters remember that they had to fucking... I've never... I'll never debate anybody. Or I'll never, like, claim like top player privilege in overwatch because we're we were just exiting like a, a, a developer run league so we can't really have it mm-hmm. um but like i don't even know if the in the league like top teams ever got like to say or got to like pull their weight a little bit to like really influence the rules too much maybe you can correct me there what rules? <clears throat> exactly um but Bro, do you remember that Envy had to, like, fly back from, like, Apex and they were, like, late and they had to delay the games? Like, everybody was, like, just okay with delaying so that Envy could get back? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... They, like, moved the schedule around. Yep. Yep. That would be fucking, like... That'd be frontline news. You know what I mean? Like, can't get back in time, you fucking just forfeit. Like, you just take the W. I respect everybody who just, like, agreed. I don't even know if that was the case, that people had to agree, or that the TOs just, like, allowed it. I mean... What we would do now is uh, play the manager, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, uh, we had enough of that, too. Yeah. Everybody remembers their favorite DPS turned sudden main tank in season one, right? Everybody remembers Taimu Tank? Yeah. Loves that? Let's go. Yeah. Everybody loves, uh, oh, is it Jaehong Tank? Who is it for Seoul? Mm-hmm. No. Is it Jaehong Tank? Jaehong Tank. Yeah. Love that. Love me some of that. Or Jay Kong, right? What's the... Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, what, a, what a fun time. All of our main tanks boomed. Yeah. Ah. 
Well, again, right. that's that's hills to die on. That's the show. If you want to, if you remember any and can cite, it's important to cite because we need we need the clips to show on on the stream. Um, but if you have any takes that we gave over the years or that are left in the ether between the two of us, let us know in the comments. Hit us up on Discord or Twitter, wherever you can find us. Just let us know that you hated a take, and if it's you know if it's worthy. Uh, we'll bring it up in the in this part of the show and we'll we'll stay we'll keep doing this if you guys like it but let us know if you do like it um yeah that's 317 anything coming up yeska um i mean i'll i'll keep up with the overwatch content i'm trying to be part of the the problem so to speak in terms of a problem trying to get people to juice a little bit as well I, I just got word back that someone, unfortunately, isn't really down to do some dope content that I thought would have been dope. So uh, we, we'll we'll dig elsewhere. I'm sure someone will juice up and then we can... I, I think there's still a lot of uh, info to take out of uh, this season in terms of what okay. happened and like what lessons were learned and what to do to some post-production, so to speak. Um, of course, I'm still... Putting my ear to the ground uh, on what's happening in the future, and then for the rest of the year, especially with Christmas content preparation coming up and everything, I just want to get back into feature writing and really did put some effort into it. I got some topics outlined that I'm excited about, so we'll we'll see. Hell yeah, dope! I think I'm gonna try to. Get my feelers out for World Cup stuff. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Now that everybody's, you know, I never was one to try to navigate the 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 military industrial complex that was trying to schedule interviews with all teams. It's just not interesting to me. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I enjoy talking and interviewing players, navigating all of that, and it just was never never mm-hmm. my bag. Um, but the open airedness of World Cup. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting somewhere. Um, so hopefully I'm going to try to get at least a couple. Um, and yeah, I think that'll be, that'll be a fun thing to do. Also, anybody who's made it this far, just go out and buy a, a World Cup skin. I think everybody forgot that like that helps the prize pool. Mm-hmm. Like we're crowdfunding the prize pools. I think True. like Blizzard's done a pretty like woeful job of like bigging that up and like reminding people like, Hey, World Cup's happening. Hey, you can influence players and help them. Like, yeah. If you feel impassioned and want to support Overwatch esports moving forward, the best way you can do it, buy something. Right. It's a good good thing to buy. You get a skin, get to help people. That's all I'm saying. All right, cool. 317. We'll see you next week. Um, talking about what? I have no idea, but we're going to figure that out. 317, bye. Bye.